0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. This is episode 15. Um, I first want to start off with an apology uh, for not recording last week. Um, I was actually spent the weekend with my mom and my aunt uh, and then my cousins in Amarillo. I had a great weekend with them. And then um, I had intended on recording uh, Sunday afternoon, but then I... Uh, got uh, My cousins got tickets to the Sod Poodles game, and I had never been to a Sod Poodles game. It was awesome. I'm glad I got to go, but consequently, there was no, no show uh, last week, so sorry about that. But we're back this week. Um, by the way, if you live in the area, so I'm, I'm talking to you know people that live even in Lubbock, um, but Lubbock, Amarillo area, You need to go to a Sod Poodles game next year. Um, The season's over. Uh, Went to the last game last Sunday, and it was a great game. Uh, Extra inning thriller, and the Sod Poodles ended up winning. But it's a great experience. There is no bad seat in that stadium. And uh, tickets, from my understanding, are extremely reasonable. And I even got a Fernando Tatis uh, bobblehead. That was their promotion that day. So... Fantastic fun, uh, minor league baseball. There's just something very special about minor league baseball. Um, used to grow up when I was growing up in El Paso. We went to the Diablos games all the time, and it was just, it's just, it's just a fun atmosphere. And the Sod Poodles have a really good fun atmosphere going. And so, I would recommend next year uh, go to a Sod Poodles game or go to multiple Sod Poodles games. It's a, it's it's really fun fun to go to but uh had a good w- visit with my family last week um so we did all sorts of amarillo amarillo-y stuff uh big texan and all that sort of stuff but i am back this week and i'm recording right now in the midst of tech uh basically looking like a high school team a high school girls team on the football field against ut it's quite embarrassing um, I don't know if they decided to go party at Sixth Street yesterday, but they clearly didn't show up to play this week. And Taco Tech strikes again. I, I predicted at the beginning of the season they would lose this game, so it's not—I mean, it's not shocking that they're losing the game. It's really more shocking how they're losing the game. Uh, they're embarrassing themselves. They are looking worse than Kansas football, maybe even worse than UTEP football. So, great job, Taco Tech. You fold again. You don't show up to play. Embarrassing. And at this rate, I don't expect them to win next week against Virginia because we're looking at worse than Kansas football at this point. So, congratulations, Matt Wells. We, us, and our. We're a mediocre football program. So, that's really all I've got to say. Um, I was going to comment about the other two games uh, that – I missed commenting on Stephen F. Austin, Florida International. But it doesn't really matter when you just look like Taco Tech in Austin. And, you know, maybe maybe the bums in Austin are dressed up as tech players. Maybe that's what's going on. I don't know. But it's an embarrassment. And it's just, I mean, it's, it's what this football program has been since they ran off Mike Leach. And I know people don't like Mike Leach. And they love to take shots at him when they lose. Blah, 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 blah. Bottom line, Tech was not an embarrassment when he was the football coach. They would not have played like they played right now. I mean, the only drama at this point left in the game is, can Texas break the 82-point mark that Tech gave up against TCU back in 2014 and thus run out of fireworks at DKR? That may happen. So we, us, and our, Matt Wells, we, us, and our, our Taco Tech mediocre program. So, so box dismount on tech football before I say any more uh, about them. Let's talk a little bit about basketball. Um, Between my last episode, they finally released the conference schedule for basketball and circle your calendars. February 1st, that is when Judas himself, country club Chris Beard, shows up. So be ready to greet him, tech fans. With the greeting that he truly deserves. And by the way, I mean, he is like fully embracing this heelish role. I mean, he compared, there was an interview uh, this week where he compared Texas basketball to the New York Yankees and the Lakers. Country Club, Chris, let me talk to you. I don't, you probably don't listen to my podcast. I mean, (laughs) <laughs> you you don't even let people to reply to your tweets anymore. You're such that big of a coward. Uh, Texas has been to one Final Four in their history. They've never won a championship. Typically, what Texas basketball does is they underachieve. Sometimes they get in the tournament and then they wash out early on, first, second round. You're not the Lakers. You're not the Yankees. So you can play that little role. I guess that's I guess that's the role you're gonna play now. You know, the role you played at Texas Tech was the well, secret's in the dirt and you know we're just you know regular folk here, and now you're gonna play this role of Lakers and Yankees, and I can't wait for it to crash and burn. I and many tech fans will be laughing when it does. So February first, folks, it's gonna be fun. Let's talk a little bit, NFL uh Cowboys and Chiefs both the Cowboys and Chiefs right now are one and one um which that was not my prediction to start with um the Buccaneers game that the Cowboys played 2 weeks ago they they looked actually pretty good should have won that game and I know everybody's you know zeroing in on the offensive pass interference call um that was not called and yeah it was offensive pass interference but again, I, I, see, I, I tend to not be one that blames officiating for losing a game. I blame our kicker. We missed extra points. We missed field goals. You can't do that and expect to win. Your kicker has to be almost 100% accurate. And if he's not, then he does not belong in the NFL. So, yeah, a little, little frustrating. He did redeem himself in, in week two against the Chargers, and uh, we were able to win on a field goal. Um, I wasn't surprised we beat the Chargers. Um, I think the Chargers still aren't, aren't really that good of a team yet. So they're 1-1. One one. Uh, Monday night they play the Eagles. Here's, here's my thoughts on this game. I don't think the Eng- Eagles are that good. But I don't I'm still not sold on the Cowboys being that good. And it's just the Cowboys record on Monday night football, especially since Monday night football got handed over to ESPN, has been outright atrocious. I mean, they tend to just lay eggs all over the field on Monday night football. So I'm honestly I'm kind of expecting Philadelphia to win. I hope I'm wrong. We'll see what happens. I'm also hoping that we have a, a Manning cast, Eli and Peyton. Uh, doing a broadcast cuz that has been extremely entertaining. Uh Monday Night Football needs to have them be the permanent uh commentators even if they're not even at the stadium and they're watching it in their living room doing commentary. It's it's 100% more entertaining than Monday Night Football has been probably since uh you know the last 20 years since uh they got you know Al Michaels left and went to went to NBC. Um, so that would be my advice, free advice, ESPN, you know, really, really push that Manning cast cause it's, it is entertaining as all get out. So the chiefs, they are one and one. They had a, a really great game against the Browns week one. The Browns are, I think the Browns definitely are contenders. Um, it's, uh, they're going to be in the playoffs. They're definitely gonna be someone that I think the chiefs or whoever the AFC champion, is are going to have to go through, um, and then last week they lost to the Ravens. Here's why I'm not down about the Ravens' loss. Number one, the Chiefs pretty much beat themselves. You know, Patrick Mahomes had a horrible interception where he's basically going down, about to get sacked, and he just throws the ball up in the air, and and the Ravens are able to get it. And then Patrick Mahomes were driving. We're we're the Chiefs are going to win um, very clearly. You know the offense is clicking, and uh, edwards Hilaire fumbles the ball, and the Ravens end up winning. Which, by the way, here is another thing that that uh, makes me not down about this loss is the Ravens acted like they just won the Super Bowl, and so if you are celebrating a week two victory like this, you you are not mentally tough enough to win in the playoffs. You know, so congratulations, Lamar Jackson. You got your win week two against against, you know, the Chiefs. Really, the Chiefs kind of gifted it to you. Um, and so, you know, hopefully we'll see you in the playoffs because I have every confidence in the world that the Chiefs will beat them in the playoffs. So that's that's go- what's going on in our world of sports. Um, you know, football's it's it's just it's great when football is on, um, you know, other Thoughts on college football right now, um, you know it's just it's been fun so far, and you know uh, it's just it. I love I love college football, you know even though Tech has been awful at it in the last twelve years. I mean it's such it's so entertaining to watch. Um, I was bummed that a And M uh, you know couldn't lose to Colorado. By the way, go Arkansas today. Take care of the Aggies. You know, woo pig Suey. That would that would maybe redeem the awfulness that you know Tech just uh, showed on the field today uh, in 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 the People's Republic of Austin. So, but uh, you know uh, there hasn't been any major shocks yet um, in college football. There's you know they're just you know things are kind of going going according to plan. So just kind of stay tuned. Uh, next week, Tech has West Virginia in the John Denver Bowl. We'll see what happens. I just expect loss and pain with Texas Tech football. That's They are the reservoir of disappointment. <laughs> so moving on a little bit, let's talk a little bit about Star Trek. Um, not a lot of news this week. Uh, Lower Decks aired a new episode. Um, it was okay. Um, there were some parts of it I did not care for um, as far as kind of – I think it was a little bit too uh, graphic type stuff, but you know, Lower Decks continues to be a fun and entertaining show. Um, They've got three more episodes left, and then we'll have a couple weeks break, and then Prodigy will launch right in uh, to their to their run. And so, you know, I was listening to another podcast on Star Trek, and they were talking about we're we're probably near. To the point where we may end up having year-round Star Trek on. I mean, you know, twenty twenty-one was was supposed to be a lean year because of COVID and production stuff, production delays, and yet we're still getting three shows of Star Trek. They've already released twenty twenty-two. We're gonna get the Picard show. We're gonna get um, Strange New Worlds. We already know that Lower Decks is working on a season three. Prodigy's working on a season two uh Picard is currently filming their season 3 um Discovery they have not officially been renewed but most likely we'll get a season 5 so I think we're getting very close to having uh year round Star Trek and you know I'm I'm liking it Lower Decks to me still is the strongest of the new shows um you know I'm I'm intrigued to see with Picard with the time travel plot um where that's headed and then I'm, I'm, again, still intrigued to see Prodigy and and how all that is going going to look like. So, um, that, still, again, not a lot of big news on Star Trek, but we got a few new kind of nuggets about Star Trek the last, uh, last couple of weeks. Finally, we're going to finish up with some wrestling talk. Uh, AEW still going strong. They had a big show in New York this week on Wednesday and Thursday uh, – and Friday, excuse me. Ah, uh, for Rampage, um, pretty successful show at the uh, they they were at the Arthur Ashe um, it was where they play the U.S. Open, and they had twenty thousand people, um, which this was the first time since two thousand I think I believe that a non WWE show was able to have twenty over twenty thousand people at an arena for wrestling, and you know they they've brought in these big stars CM Punk. Uh, brian danielson and adam cole there's rumors that uh bray wyatt is going to come at some point to aew they need to be careful um with with the debuting stars that they it's just it they don't water down you know the hype of a debut um so it'll be interesting to see how that works you know um I think we're obviously going to be in for Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega having some sort of long term feud uh, for the AEW title. I think Brian Danielson is the perfect person to take the belt off Kenny Omega. And I'd love to see a, a title run uh, from Danielson. And I would love to see eventually, maybe we get a Brian Danielson CM Punk uh, feud for the belt. Um, they had some great matches. Uh, back in the day in WWE, so it would be interesting to see see them uh, feud again in AEW. Um, before we get into my Extreme Rules prediction, which um, Extreme, Extreme Rules is coming up this uh, Sunday on Pay-Per-View, talk a little bit about Dark Side of the Ring, which came back last week with uh, the infamous plane ride, um, that happened in 2002, and we've had some controversy post-show with Ric Flair. And, you know, Ric Flair is basically, they're removing him from the intro. There's all sorts, he basically lost a commercial deal with, a, I think it was a car company. Um, he also had Tommy Dreamer. He's been suspended indefinitely from Impact Wrestling. Um, just a lot going on. Um, first of all, I don't, I'm not a fan of Tommy Dreamer being suspended for, for his comments. Um, where his comments, not very good. Yeah, probably, probably not. But you know, people are saying he should be fired, all this other sort of stuff. Uh, you know, I, I, not, not a fan of that. Um, you know, as far as Ric Flair goes, you know, I don't, it's, it's been clear through the years, you know, Ric Flair has had problems with, you know, his behavior, especially when he's drunk and when he's drinking alcohol and, um, you know, that's it's a shame, obviously, that, you know, this sort of thing is going to overshadow uh, what he's done in the ring and as performer. But, you know, if he if he's done wrong, you know, obviously, you know, there there needs to be consequences and repercussions to that. And then we had um, Thursday night, we had the Chris Canyon dark side of the ring and pretty good pretty solid show i was what i was surprised about you know chris canyon i thought he had passed away a lot a lot uh, earlier you know like right after he was fired from the wwe but uh you know just sounds like he had all sorts of issues and you know there's a lot of people coming down on john cena because there was a clip from him commenting you know chris canyon just wasn't good in the wwe and you know, people are wanting to, you know, cancel John Cena for that. Uh, you know, again, you know, that's someone can give their opinion and shouldn't be canceled over it. You know, what I remember from Canyon, you know, I remember him in the WCW days and you know, he was also saddled with some really stupid storylines, especially towards the end of WCW's run. You know, they had this the the stupid spot where they threw him off the cage at the same arena where Owen Hart died and and in, in, in hindsight very tasteless you know for them to do that and then you've got you had other issues as well you know they had him try to be like DDP they had you know and it was a shame cuz you know he he was a he was great in the ring in WCW and certainly was i think somebody they could have built built on you know if WCW had stayed around i think the problem with Canyon was you know things things are different were different in the WWE and WWE is built more on characters it's built more on you know can you get over in the ring as an entertainer and less as a wrestler and I just don't think he you know he fit in fit in there well and then he also ended up you know it was a time period where you know, 2001, you know, the WWE, their roster was still extremely full. I mean, you still had Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestling. The Rock was wrestling Triple H, The Undertaker, Kane, Kurt Angle. And, you know, it was just it was one of the downsides of when WWE won the Monday Night War. You had this glut of wrestlers, and there was nowhere for them to go. And unfortunately, I think Canyon was a victim of that. Uh, he just, you know, what, there was nowhere for him to go after the WWE released him. So I, I, if you've not watched any of the dark sides of the rings, there are some really good ones. There's some ones that are not as good. Some of them are just very sad stories. Um, you know, there are also some really interesting ones, you know, the one about, uh, WCW in North Korea, that was uh interesting one to watch because, you know, I just can't imagine you know, having to go to North Korea and do, put on a wrestling show. And you know, just that was a very interesting one. So I would recommend it if you have the Vice channel to watch Dark Side of the Ring. And, uh, you know, it's a pretty good show. All right, let's get to Extreme Rules and let's get to our Extreme Rules predictions. I'm not expecting any major stuff to come out of this show. Um, I think we're kind of in a holding pattern for the draft, which is coming up this next week. And I'll give you my initial thoughts after I give you my Extreme Rules predictions as far as what may or may not happen in the draft coming up. So we start off with um, Liv Morgan taking on Carmella. Should be an interesting match. I'm really liking that they're put trying to push Liv Morgan. I think she's a pretty solid wrestler. And you know, would love to see her maybe get you know, rise up to the top, and and maybe get her get get to be uh, uh feuding for one of the women's titles, um, in some point in the future. Um, I fully expect Liv Morgan will beat Carmella in that match. We follow up with the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, which is the Usos taking on the Street Profits. I think the Usos will win easily here. I think they're they are in for a very long reign as tag team champions with this whole bloodline storyline, and you know I think we're gonna I think probably even at least through WrestleMania, you will see um, the Usos hang on to the tag titles and really the bloodline as a whole hang on to all of their championships. We then have a triple threat match for the United States title. Damian Priest is taking on Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. I think Damian Priest easily retains. Um, I think he's in for a long reign as well. There's no reason for him to drop it at this point. Um, probably one of the most intriguing matches to me for the night is the Raw women's title. We've got Charlotte Flair taking on Alexa Bliss. Charlotte's the champion. Alexa is you know, doing her Bray Wyatt knockoff thing right now. Um, I would I would love to see Alexa win this. Um, Charlotte Flair doesn't need to need the title, doesn't need the belt. I'd love to see Alexa Bliss uh, get the women's title back. I really enjoyed her run as women's champion several years ago. This is a, obviously a very different character than she has now. And would love to see her win. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Alexa Bliss with the, uh, in this match. We have the SmackDown women's title with Becky Lynch taking on Bianca Belair. I think Becky Lynch retains. Um, I think she's in for a long run as a heel champion. I think, you know, unfortunately for Bianca Belair, she's not going to be able to get the title back anytime soon. And kind of the same goes with the last match. Universal title, Roman Reigns. And he's taking on the demon Finn Balor, and Roman Reigns I think retains easily. Um, I think we're we're obviously building for a Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns match at the Saudi Arabia show coming up in October, and I I think Roman Reigns ends up winning there as well. I think he's still in for a pretty long reign. I think we're I think what the WWE is really shooting for is The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. The big question is going to be, is The Rock going to be allowed to wrestle uh, with all of his commitments in Hollywood and, you know, all of the insurance policies that are in place uh, with him? You know, because the last time he ended up wrestling at a WrestleMania, you know, he ended up uh, suffering an injury, which delayed filming on one of his movies. So, but I still think we're in for The Rock, Roman Reigns, some sort of feud uh, coming into play. At WrestleMania this year, so I think Roman Reigns retains pretty easily. So we are, we are going to have the draft starting this next Friday on SmackDown. As far as what I think is going to happen, I think Drew McIntyre will be one that ends up being moved to SmackDown. Um, other other things, I think Big E obviously he will move he will move to Raw. And by the way, congratulations to Big E uh, being the new WWE champion. I would love to see him have a long run. What I hope does not happen is he ends up getting Brock Lesnar'd. There's been rumors that that they may send Brock Lesnar over to Raw. Um, I hope whatever ends up happening is we don't end up seeing what happened to Kofi Kingston happen to Big E. I would love to see Big E have a a long reign. Um, Those are the only two that I really fully see... Uh, definitely happening. Um, it'll be interesting to watch and see uh, what other big switches could we see. Maybe Nakamura go to Raw and Damian Priest go to SmackDown. I think, yeah, you could potentially see that happening. Um, you know, as far as some of the other ones, you know, I think Rhea Ripley would would be a good one to move over to SmackDown. Maybe you have a Raya Ripley. Um. Becky Lynch feud happening for the for the women's title um but yeah we'll just have to kind of stay tuned see should be interesting to watch um as far as as far as I think so uh that's really all that's been going on this week uh hope um again thank you so much for tuning in to Chris Carpenter show and like I said most weeks I will I will be recording uh you know I, I will try and make time to record and. Again, like I said, I appreciate everyone that listens to The Chris Carpenter Show, and I will see you next week for the next week's edition of The Chris Carpenter Show.